Hi, I'm Jade Hernandez, a camouflage tattoo artist and educator. I help beauty bosses effectively market their business and become the authority in their field, close more leads and make more money. In the past six years, I've launched two successful beauty businesses to multiple six figures with over a hundred five-star raving reviews and several media press spotlights. While most marketers will tell you to hustle and work harder for success, I'll show you how to create more value from the inside out so that you work less, make more, and truly expand and transform your business and life. This is the Beauty Expanded Podcast. If you clicked on this episode specifically because you're curious, intrigued about spoon bending, let me just tell you that you're my type of people. Because it is one of the coolest experiences that I've ever had. And the fact that I've been able to have two opportunities to do this in the same business mentorship that I'm a part of is so wild. I'm so grateful and we'll dive into this episode how this is even related to business because it's been a life-changing moment for me in many ways. And I think even hearing from my experience and my journey of how this even ties into business is going to inspire you to look at things, shift your reality, and also see where you hold limitations in your own belief system, which has a direct rippling effect into your business and the way that you see possibility. And we'll dive into that because I'm just so excited. I literally have this spoon on my desk and I was telling my husband this morning out of all the awards and the accolades that I have, this spoon that I bended in a workshop this weekend is one of my favorite keepsakes that I have. Like I I love this spoon. I want to frame it. I want to keep it in front of me everywhere I go because it has that much of an effect on me. And again, we'll dive right into that. But before we do that, I just want to let you know that if you're listening to this episode, I'm so stoked because it's weird. And it tells me that there's a weird part of you that's really intrigued by this. And I love that. Like I could talk about this, not to everyone. And the fact that you've clicked onto this episode to specifically learn more about this tells me that you are the type of person that I would want to hang out with and do these things with. I also wanted to give you guys an update because as we close 2023, to think that it's less than 30 days away, which is so wild. Really wanted to give you guys an update on what's been new with me and the business. As you guys know, I don't release episodes weekly. It's just not a full-time thing for me. And a lot of times I have no idea what I'm going to be talking about. But the way that I release my episodes is I do have a commitment and an intention to release one at least once a month. And a lot of times the ideas come from my intuition and from the universe. I'll get downloads and I have an idea that's brewing and it can be, you know, while I'm in the shower or when I wake up or after a conversation with someone. A lot of those, a lot of these episodes are inspired by real life conversations that I have with colleagues and peers or students. And when an idea is in my head that I can't seem to shake off is when I know that the universe is asking me to release an episode on it. And I just receive that and I'm open to it and I just let it flow. There's no script. There's rarely ever any notes. I'm just winging it. And I let whatever needs to be said to be said. And a lot of times it's really exciting because I know that I can't get it out of my head 
unless I release an episode. And there's an energy to it. There's like a boost of energy to it, almost to the point where even this morning, I couldn't wait to drop off my son to school because I was like, I need to go home and record this podcast before I do anything else in my business. And that's usually that ride of energy and wave that happens when I release an episode or when I'm in front of this mic and talking to it. So that's why I'm doing this episode on my spoon bending workshop. But again, before we do that, let me just update you on what's happening in the business and everything as we step into the new year. I also wanted to quickly thank you guys for those of you who do listen, for those of you who are subscribed. The fact that I'm not super consistent with my podcast really just makes me appreciate all the DMs that I get or the emails that I get from you guys sending me a message telling me how much an episode meant to you or how it really helped you with this or that or shifted this and your referrals and your reviews. I really wanted to take a moment and just sincerely thank you for following my journey and I'm grateful that you find it useful and valuable enough to even recommend it to others. You know, I, I never want to overpromise something that I can't necessarily deliver. In the future, I would love to do more episodes, but in the meantime, this is all that I can commit to now. And because some months seem like they're longer than others, just based on what I've been doing and all that stuff. It's just really cool to know that there's a group of you who I believe are subscribed to even know that a new episode has launched because I'll admit I don't even really promote new episodes often. And so it's just really cool to get those messages and be like, oh, wow, people are really listening to this. And, you know, just the commentary that I have from you guys. So I just wanted to thank you for that because it makes it enjoyable. It makes me feel like I am helping others in a different way. And I thank you for giving me your time because I do believe time is one of our most valuable resources that we can't get back more of. And so the fact that you're spending your mornings with me or your evenings or while you're setting up the studio and you're listening to me to start your day off on the right path is really, really cool. So thank you so much for that. And then the other thing that I wanted to share with you guys is my business is in a season of transition. Right now, I feel like I've been slowing down to speed up. And what I mean by that is my business has been very go, go, go for the past few years. And it was last year that I experienced the most burnout I had ever experienced before. And so when I stepped into 2023, I really wanted to avoid going through that and repeating that cycle because it wasn't good. I was constantly getting sick and I wanted to burn my business down to the ground several times. At the end of the day, it's so easy for us to blame circumstances, the economy, people, disgruntled clients, maybe things from our family for our own unhappiness. And I've done enough personal development work to know that when I'm over having a pity party for a couple of days, I really have to take a hard look at myself because at the end of the day, this is my life and everything I create comes from within, from me. And so if I'm burnt out, if I believe things you know, are heavy, that work and building your business is really exhausting, what sort of reality am I creating for myself? And 
this year was a huge part of that growth for me, of listening to my body, of being more aware of those triggers and cues of being like, oh, you're getting close to burnout. You better reel it back or you better take some time to get out of the 3D and, you know, tap back into your spirituality or get out in nature or not overbook and things like that. And so I would say this year was definitely an improvement. I did not reach a burnout. There were some close calls where I was like, okay, getting close. And then I was able to retract so I could avoid having the same year. And with that being said, as I move into December, which is typically a slower season for us as an industry, I've really stepped into the unknown in the sense of reflecting on what I want next year, how I want to do business, but more importantly, what kind of lifestyle I want to have. And I just recently came back last night from a three-day business mentorship conference in California. And on the panel, they had a group of seven to eight figure business earners. And a lot of what they shared about the quantum leaps that they've had in their business had a lot to do with the mindset shifts that they had is really learning how to become the CEO of their business, not the manager. The manager is the one that manages everything, projects, clients, communication, teams, employees, But rather, the CEO is a very, very different position. And as I was listening to them talk, it's where I know I'm heading towards, and yet I've never been there before. And so even though I've owned several businesses and I've been a serial entrepreneur, there's a distinction between building your business and then running your business. And I've never had a business where I've just ran it. It's something that I'm stepping into, which feels very foreign and a little scary and also exciting. And I know that it's going to challenge me in a lot of ways because when you step into the CEO role of your business, I'm assuming, or at least from what I've heard, is you really have to learn how to let go and to delegate. And I would say a lot of entrepreneurs that I know are very type A and they like things a certain way. They have a vision. They have a way of doing certain things. And the thought of giving some of that away to someone else and to give your full trust in them is scary as shit. You know, how many entrepreneurs have you heard say, I'm the only one that can do this? I've tried it before. It didn't work. I hired someone before. It didn't work. I'm the only one that can do it the right way. And if you really think about it, That is very limiting because one, it's a self-absorbed way. It's kind of an egomaniac way of thinking that the only reason why your business is a success is because of you is one way of looking at it. And then the other way is that there is not enough time in the day for you to do everything. And really when you're a Jane of all trades and everything, like how productive and effective are you really when you're doing a million things? It's so heavy when you're responsible for everything in your business. So these questions are things that I've been getting to ponder and think about like how I can create and resystemize my business in a way that allows it to run effortlessly, effectively with other people and or systems. And what would that look like if I was more of the visionary in my business? And if I began to delegate the things that didn't really light me up? And so It sounds amazing, right? But at the same time, I know that there's a lot of internal things that I'm, you know, stepping into to really be able to figure that out. 
it's a new challenge. So new level, new devil, as they say. And I also know that in order to have what I want, which is something I've never had before, in order for me to become something I've never been before, there's going to be a lot of things that I'm going to have to let go of. And how that triggers my need for certainty, my need for consistency, my need for stability, because I'm human like everyone else, is going to be a fun ride, I think, you know, as one way of looking at it. So that's where I'm at in my business is you're going to be probably seeing a ton of shifting, like when it comes to my messaging and me testing things out and me pivoting and really stepping into the coaching space. One of the questions that they had asked us this weekend was if money and time was never an issue or not an issue, what would you be doing with your life? When I answered that, it was really clear. I'd be coaching. If you had all the money in the world and all the time in the world, what would you be doing? What would you be doing more of? And as you step into 2024, can you, you know, as you journal on that and really like own in on that, that space, can you give yourself permission to carve more of that into your life so that you can really have what you want? And that's what I'm going to be exploring next year. And knowing that my business is going to be shifting. So being able to know that maybe revenue may lower and getting a glimpse that like maybe I won't be having as many leads coming in or it may not be tattooing as much as I have in the past few years and being able to step into that And to know that what I'm creating now in some ways may look like I'm losing some things, right? This is just a perception. But the truth or the fact or the reality is that I'm losing to gain more of what I want. And I've seen that already trickle in to the way that I train. When we've been doing our training programs the past couple months, I've really stepped into more of a coaching role and not just your trainer. It's been a huge, tiny shift, but a huge shift in the way that I feel. In the way that I feel when I'm serving the artists that choose to train with us. And then through our mentorship monthly phone calls, I'm doing a lot more coaching because I realize that a lot of the things that hold us back in our business are actually the things that are in our head. And that has been crystal clear to me ever since I started investing in business mentorships and masterminds. I've realized in a lot of events and conferences and coaching calls of how I'm not dreaming as big as I can, how I limit the way that I see possibility. And that brings me to the spoon bending workshop because a couple of months ago in August, I had gone to an event for my business mentorship. So they offer in-person events once a quarter. You never know what you're going to be talking about at these mentorships, but it's so cool because I'm in a room full of aspiring entrepreneurs who are just as, as committed to growing their business and helping their niche and the people that they serve on a bigger basis. I don't get that opportunity all the time. So it's really inspiring. It's really uplifting. And I love connecting with people in person. I love talking about business and I love talking about growth and personal development. And so when I'm in these events or at these events, it's so fulfilling for me. It feeds me. And you always go in one way and come out a completely different way. And so in August, it was my first time that 
for part of the seminar of the weekend that they said that we were going to be doing a spoon bending workshop. The first thought in my head was, wait, for real? There must be something wrong with this spoon. Is this like a magic spoon? Can we really bend matter? Can I bend metal? And then as they're explaining how this is going to go down, she begins to talk about matter and empty space and atoms and protons and how everything is matter, right? Made up of energy. And then they pass out the spoon. And she tells us that we're going to be going into a meditation. And it's not whether or not you can bend the spoon, but just be present and to allow that what whatever comes up for you comes up for you. And she even warns us that some of us are not going to be able to bend the spoon and some of us will. And just to be in the moment, there's no right way or wrong way to do this, but to just allow yourself to let her be your guide. And so as we're doing the meditation, I'm just bawling because, you know, it's such a good meditation. You're tapping into a lot of energy. You're being guided to a lot of things like intrinsically through just how you feel and what's coming up for you. And you're thinking about certain things and really deep within yourself. There were moments when I was holding that spoon the first time where I thought it was beginning to feel rubbery, that it was beginning to feel fluid and flexible. And I thought I was possibly bending it. But then it was interesting because my mind was like, wait, are you bending it? And then it kind of like psyched myself out. And during this whole meditation, I have to keep reminding myself to be present. But I'm also seeing my mind being like, wait, like, is it bending? Is it not? Is this real? Okay, be present. Oh, but then are you really bending the spoon? Okay, no, no, no. Now be present. Oh, now you just, you know, distracted yourself. Oh, no, you're doing this wrong. Why can't you be present? So, right, you can begin to see like how my monkey mind just went crazy. So by the end of the meditation, when we open up our eyes, I was sitting with a group of five people in, at this table. I think like out of five, maybe there was two of us that didn't bend the spoon. I do remember being proud of myself for not attaching a meaning to the fact that I didn't bend my spoon because it could have been so easy for me and it did creep up a little bit where I'm like, oh my God, am I going to be the only one that didn't bend the spoon? And so even though that did flare up, I gave it no meaning, which means that it was still a thought, but I left it as a thought. I didn't allow the thought become something meaningful in the sense of you completely failed at this or you're obviously less powerful than everyone else or you're less in touch or you're less intuitive because you weren't able to bend the spoon. I didn't allow my mind to go there and I actually kept that spoon. It's still in my laptop bag because I was like, I'm going to try this again at home and I actually ended up never doing it again, but I kept that spoon in my bag as a reminder of me coming out from that experience, feeling proud that I didn't allow myself to get attached, which means that I wasn't attached to the results, which also means that I didn't allow myself to make it mean something about who I was as a person, whether or not I was successful in bending the spoon. And that was what I walked away from that workshop with. And when I think about spoon bending, and it's literally a metal spoon, you know, so it's, there's no magical spoon that they're passing out to us so that it was an easy win. It's literally a spoon. And I'll probably post it on my Instagram account because it's so powerful and it's an experience that I'll never forget. But as everyone was sharing their, their story about the spoon, whether they did do it, whether they didn't, was really powerful because bending a spoon is a huge metaphor and the way in which you perceive it to be. So what I mean by that is 
how you do one thing is often an indicator of how you do everything. For some people, they didn't bend the spoon because they were waiting for permission to. They were waiting for the speaker to actually tell them, okay, now bend the spoon. And it was very illuminating for them because they were sharing how in many ways when it comes to their business or in their life, they're waiting for permission. They're waiting until everything is lined up, until their family, you know, approves of them, until their friends believe in them in order for them to do what they want to do for their kids, right? To allow them the space to go after what they really want in order to do what they want. The whole picture was they were actually waiting for permission from themselves to go after what they really wanted. Some people found themselves comparing themselves to others and seeing how quickly their mind does that in everyday life. I mean, I can definitely relate to that. If I spend too much time on social media, I will get stuck in a spiral of starting to compare myself and my business to others. It was extremely interesting to just see what came up for everyone from this one exercise and really be able to show us our blind spots because everyone has them and they're called a blind spot because you don't see them. So they're actually blind to you. And it's one of the reasons why I have really invested in a ton of mentorships this year, this past year. I think I have spent over $60,000 on mentorships is because I know that I have blind spots, but I don't know what my blind spots are because I'm blind to them. And so in order to get my business to the next level, in order to quantum leap and have the life that I want to have, I need others to show me my blind spots. And unfortunately, it's very rarely that it's going to be your partner and or your friends because they love you. And sometimes I think that unconditional love can be blinding in itself, right? It can be enabling. And really the mentorships that I'm in are business related in the sense of, you know, they're going to be looking at me and my own limitations in a very different way than my friends. And so that's why I am a huge believer in mentorships and coaching and therapy to really show you where your limitations are. Because again, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And once someone is able to shift your perspective and to show you possibility and to show you that there's another way, then you can then begin to believe in yourself and take action and move forth into a different direction. Otherwise, oftentimes you're stuck in this box that you don't even know is a box. And if you're stuck in there, you become a prisoner in there. And you keep doing the same things over and over again and you get the same results because the things that you're doing are yielding those results. But once you can get out of your box, even if it's for a moment, then you begin to create entirely different paradigms, realities, and new experiences that help you grow outside of your box that then yield entirely new different results that are not within that box. And that's why the spoon bending workshop is so powerful. So that was in August. Speed up to this weekend. Again, not knowing what this whole weekend's going to look like. I'm just here for the experience. My mentor reveals that everyone's going to do this spoon bending workshop. Again, there were a lot of people that had never done it before because there was a thousand people at this business conference. It's like a different tier of their program, but a lot of us had. And so this was now a second opportunity to do the spoon bending competition or not competition. Oh my gosh. Here I am just saying it was a competition, Freudian slip. But so this was a second opportunity for me to do it. So of course, 
I'm like, oh my God, this is so exciting. I love this. I get to share this experience with my friends because I brought two friends with me. And at the same time, I was like, oh, wait, what if I can't bend it again? And so there goes your thought pattern as well, right? Like, what if I fail again? Like, that's where my mind kind of started going. Like, you've already done this. And then my other part of my mind was like, no, you're going to make this happen. And so that was really interesting that I noticed that came up for me. And the presenter at the time is explaining, you know, all the rules and all the things that may come up for you and how your only thing to do is just be in the guided meditation to be present. She's explaining the matter and the science and the atoms and the protons and all that stuff. So the whole thing, right? So we're getting prepped for this. And when it comes time to begin the meditation, which is so beautiful, like again, I was bawling. The whole room, I think, was bawling. Like I don't think anyone was not crying. I'm in a corner. So we were allowed to get up from our seat and move into position. It was going to be like about a 10 minute meditation and we could get comfortable. So I actually stepped away from my friend so that I could just find a really cozy corner where I could just really be present and be with myself. And so I found a corner and we begin the meditation. And in the beginning, I all met, I was trying to force this puppy to bend. I was like, I am fucking going to bend this spoon. And so I was willing it, right? So I was really efforting it and really just trying to bend the spoon. And it wasn't bending. And I was putting so much energy. I was just exhausting so much energy into bending this damn spoon. And then I get to a point where I was like, wait, 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 Jade, stop. This is not how it's supposed to be. Like, this isn't what what you're supposed to be doing. And so I just, and then I was like, get back into the meditation, get back present to what she's saying. And I began to be present with it and to breathe. And then I tried to kind of start forcing it again. And then I was like, wait, 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 that's not working. Don't do it. And then I was like, okay, just be present. And then I began to get curious. What if it's not about the spoon? What if today you just let that go? And you are just here to receive the meditation and just be present and in the moment, like just let go of the spoon. And so I did. I let go of the spoon. And then I was like, okay, just be present in the meditation and began to really not even focus on that, just be with it. And then there was a point in the meditation where you go through this journey of regaining back all your power. You really take a deep breath in. And then when you exhale, you push it out into the spoon. And then you take another deep breath of gaining back all your energy that you've ever leaked out. You're just like getting it back. And then you push it through the spoon. And when I did that, when I regained my power and then I actually zeroed in and pushed it forth is when that spoon bent as if it was rubber. It was the coolest experience. And I was so proud of myself. And I felt so powerful. And then I was just present and going through the workshop until the end. So as I'm sitting here today at home talking into this mic, a few key things that came up for me, because again, this the spoon bending workshop is a metaphor for so many things. And what those things are are going to be personal and unique to each and every one of us in our own experience. And what I gained from this was that efforting is less powerful than the power. Like efforting is different than power. And we, and at least for me, I guess I can speak for myself. There's so many times in my business and in my life where I really feel like I can just fucking make it work. Like, I don't know how, but I am going to will this. Like, I am going to fucking make this happen. And it's exhausting. And usually it can't be sustained for a really long time because it will burn me out. 
it's like when you want to force something, right? And you just want to force it to make it work or to make something happen. And how much energy that takes from you to do that. And it doesn't even guarantee that it will happen. And even if it did happen, let's say I was able to just force that spoon to bend, what would have that given me? Probably not the same sense of fulfillment that I had when I just let it be and to use the power within me, not the physical exertion of efforting and force, but rather the power of my own essence and my own energy to be able to make things happen. It was an entirely different experience. And it allowed me to see how powerful I am in the sense of this internal power that comes from within me, how much more powerful that is versus the physical exertion of forcing something. And that was extremely pivotal for me to realize and to download from that workshop. I wanted to share with you the notes that I took in my journal after the workshop is realizing the power of breath. The power of breath is the space in between our thoughts and our emotions. And it's that space that allows more expansion. It's that space that allows more separation. That space allows for less lifting and less waiting in the sense of weight, like not weight and time, but like actual physical weight. Because something can feel like it holds us and that it's heavy. And when we allow to breathe through that emotion and that feeling, it allows that weight, like that physical heaviness to begin to dissipate. I also noted and journaled that all my power is mine. I have access to it 24-7. No one can take it away from me. It wasn't like someone gave me a basket full of power or let me borrow theirs. Nobody sprinkled any magic dust on me. All that power that went through and through that spoon, like through me, of me, was my own. And if it's my own and it comes from within me, that means that it's always been me and that I can tap into it at any time. And just because I can direct it to somewhere doesn't mean that I've lost it. And that was really huge too for me to kind of really think about that and think, wow, like if I have, if I can summon all this power within me and I push it to something or pull it towards something, does that mean that I'll have less within me? And it's, and there's no truth to that because it's been in me, of me, is me. It can always be regenerated from me. I also reflected that at the core of me is love that efforting does not create results. Intention, frequency, being changes everything. That's where the growth happens. I also learned that the power of gratitude is actually more powerful than efforting. So oftentimes when we're coming from a scarcity mindset, I am not where I'm at because of X, Y, and Z. I have less of, I'm not good enough. I have a lack of. What can dramatically shift that is the power of gratitude instead of trying to force something to happen and to change is because that moment of gratitude was much more powerful than efforting. And I think I wrote this down as I'm thinking about it is because there was another moment where I was able to bend it even more when there was a moment in the meditation where we really reflected on gratitude and the things that we were extremely grateful for. I allowed myself to really experience the power of surrender 
versus efforting from ego. Because in the beginning, my ego was like, I'm going to fucking make this work. And once I was able to just surrender and just be present, forget about that fucking spoon, just be present, give yourself that, that was an act of surrender. And it was in that moment that I was then able to bend my reality, bend my spoon. I also learned that there's a difference between power and force. And so many times we think that force is power and they are completely separate things. What is actually more powerful is power in yourself, power of yourself, is the power within and not having to exert force. And all in all, the biggest revelation in bending my spoon the second round is literally seeing like that is why this this bent spoon that's in front of me on my desk is my favorite damn thing in my house like I love this spoon more than I love my crystals and my awards and all that stuff is seeing proof physical literal proof that I can bend my reality and that's what I want you to take from this episode is you can absolutely bend your reality, which means that I can get weird and that everything I want is outside of this box that I may not even be fully aware of when I'm in it because I have a blind spot. I could be in a box right now. But for a moment in time, I was able to see past this box. And for a moment of time, I was able to see the power of energy and to really affirm that I've always known energy as everything, but to really see it from a different perspective. And then also to be able to witness and experience the power of surrender. And all those elements was really able to show me that I can bend my reality, that if I truly want something, I can have it. And that it's probably not going to be in the way that sounds the most logical. It's not going to be a hack. It's not going to be a five-step process. That it's going to be something that is so much more out from the 3D reality that we live in. And that it's attainable and that it's reachable and that it's doable. And so even as you're listening to this, it's beginning to even reflect for yourself. As you're listening to me share this experience, what is coming up for you? What are you thinking? You're thinking this is crazy? She's definitely lost it. Are you intrigued? Are you getting into your head about whether this is possible for you? You know, is this real? Is this fake? And it's beginning to notice the thoughts in your head. Because the thoughts in our head are just thoughts until we give it meaning. And the meaning that you give it shape your reality if you let it. Because from this workshop, what I've realized is the reality that I'm living in right now, as I stare at this wall in front of me, as I look at this microphone, as I'm sitting at my desk, this reality is only one lens, but it's not true reality. And it's even bigger than I can fully comprehend. But I do know from this spoon, which I will probably carry with me wherever I go, is a great reminder that I can shape my reality however I want. I'm that powerful. And that it doesn't come from physical force, that it comes from a power from within that is so much more powerful than physically forcing things to happen. And that's what I hope Whatever you gain from this episode is for you to gain. And what kind of meaning, if anything, are you giving it? And those, I think, are the indicators of some of those blind spots that we're just slightly uncovering for ourselves. And what would happen if those blind spots were no longer our blind spots, 
And in fact, being aware of more of the things that we're blind to can actually help move the needle towards what we really want. So I know this episode probably got really woo for you. And I love that as well. I think that's where where I'm really being called to move into is just allowing you guys to see how weird I can get. I, I know that this episode is very different than most of my episodes, but I'd really love to know, like, what came up for you listening to this? What did you gain from learning about my journey and my experience? It's, it's so much more than just bending a spoon, but rather the metaphor that it represents. I would love to know what came up for you when you listened to this episode. I hope you got whatever it is that you needed to get. And if you didn't, that's okay too. But if I don't do an episode, another one before the end of the year, I do want to take a moment and just thank you guys for listening and for allowing me to be so weird and share my experience because I think I'm going to get even weirder next year. And I hope that your end of the year and new first days of 2024 bend, shift, and expand the reality that you're currently living in the best of ways. Wishing you the happiest of holidays, rest, and inspiration, and the happiest of new year to possibility. And then a PS before I end this episode is I am going to have a guest speaker. So that's why I'm like, oh, I might do one more episode before the end of the year. Her name's Tracy Goodwin, which I'm a huge fan of. And I'll definitely be promoting that on Instagram and all the socials, but she's a voice coach. And so I'm interviewing her on the psychology of voice and the data and the research that she's found, which it was so cool because she was actually a guest speaker for this mentorship weekend that I had. And I actually got to meet her in person. And so she'll be on our podcast, which I'm stoked about because that is going to be a new trend that's heading for next year. And so that's a little teaser right there. I will talk to you guys later and I hope you have a good one. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'd love to connect and help you more. If you have a question you'd like for me to answer, please send it to jade at studioconceal.com. That's J-A-Y-D at studioconceal.com. and I might highlight it on my podcast. I find what's often personal is most general. So if this episode helped you, please share it with a friend who may need the encouragement and inspiration. I'll catch you on the next one.